Today's story is about when Akbar tries to have Birbal and Tansen executed. No points for guessing that as usual Birbal finds a way out. Welcome to Stories from India. This is a podcast that will take you on a journey through the rich mythology, folklore and history of the Indian subcontinent. I am Narad Muni, the celestial storyteller and the original time lord. With my ability to travel through space and time, I can bring you fascinating stories from the past, the present and the future. from the epic tales of the mahabharat and ramayan to the folk tales of the panchatantra to stories of akbar birbal and thenali raman i have a story for every occasion the purpose of the stories is neither to pass judgment nor to indoctrinate my goal is only to share these stories with people who may not have heard them before and to make them more entertaining for those who have before we start today's story let me give you a quick introduction in case this is your very first akbar and birbal story akbar and birbal were real characters from history their stories are set in medieval india most of which was ruled by emperor akbar nearly 500 years ago Birbal was a minister in Akbar's court in his capital city of Agra. Agra looked rather different back then without the Taj Mahal. But it was the administrative center of practically the whole country. To administer this whole country effectively, Akbar relied on his ministers. and amongst that lot the one he relied on the most was birbal birbal's primary function was commander of a section of the army but that's not all he did a lot more than just order soldiers around he was the intellectual guru in akbar's court the only one who could answer any question the only one who could solve any mystery the only one who could pull a fluffle of rabbits from a metaphorical hat now in this court there were other ministers too they did their jobs but no one ever did anything smarter than birbal no one outdid him in any way and that is exactly what akbar's wife was telling him let's just call her begum which in that empire was a title to call the missus no one ever outwits birbal ever begum said i know it's awesome isn't it akbar replied no one begum repeated including you 
That stung. It completely reversed Akbar's opinion. Hey, now, Begum, you don't mean to claim Birbal is smarter than me, do you? Judge for yourself, Your Highness, she said. Back in episode 22, he tricked you and embarrassed you in front of the whole court when he was cooking khichdi, both metaphorically and literally. Akbar realized that this was actually true. And it had been a deliberate action from Birbal. All Akbar had been trying to do was to execute one of his citizens to avoid paying him some money. Was that too much to ask as emperor? Akbar could not shake off the discomfort he felt in retrospect. Did Birbal think himself to be smarter than Akbar? To add fuel to the flames, there was something else going on at that time. Some of his ministers were nominating a successor for Birbal's position. You see, the others were a bit jealous of all the favour that Birbal received. Birbal wasn't one of the gang. They would have liked one of their own people in that position. So that group nominated Tansain. And the way they kept raising his profile in Akbar's presence made that absolutely clear to the emperor. For example, there was that time in yesterday's court where people clapped a lot harder than usual at Tansain's recital. You see, Tansain was quite a gifted musician. His voice could sometimes light lamps and sometimes he could make it rain. Quite a superpower if your country is experiencing a drought or if you're just too lazy to light all those lamps one by one. But the ministers emphasized a different aspect of Tansain's skills. He could think outside the box. That assessment didn't make a lot of sense to Akbar, given Johann Sebastian Bach, the composer, hadn't been born yet. After some thinking, Akbar hit on a solution for his complicated problem. He'd pose Birbal, his toughest challenge yet, and he'd also see if Tansin was smart enough. The next day, he summoned them both. Birbal, Tansin, I have a very important task for you both. Take this sealed letter to the Emperor of Russia. Tansin gladly agreed. But Birbal asked a few questions first. Why couldn't the usual messenger go? And why did it need both Birbal and Tansin? The way Akbar explained it, it was a very important message to his sometimes friend, sometimes rival, emperor. Akbar didn't trust anyone else to do the job. 
and the contents of the message were important enough that sending a single minister might be perceived as disrespectful when the emperor of Russia opened the letter. That seemed satisfactory. So both Birbal and Tansen said their goodbyes to their families. They packed their travel backpacks and got their best horses and began the long journey. It took weeks, as you can imagine. Given 16th century technology, road infrastructure and cartography were fairly limited. They ran out of water, but then Tansen's skills came in handy. All he had to do was to sing a little verse or two for a quick bit of rainwater. But they realized they had finally made it when they saw a bunch of reversed characters in the text on signposts, mainly reversed R's and N's. They made it to the capital city, which was not named Moscow, and which was located in a fortress that was not named the Kremlin. They asked for an audience with the emperor, who was not named Putin. They were given a token and told to wait, which they did. The emperor of Russia was granting audiences to everyone. And he was rotating through the queues of waiting people. He would talk to one distressed citizen, whom he would reassure about how their country was actually very strong, and to take heart from their nation's unbridled success. He would talk to one distressed citizen, whom he would reassure about how their country was actually very strong, and to take heart from their nation's unbridled success. Then, if he didn't like the distressed citizen's reaction, he'd cast them in jail. Then, he would talk to one political rival about national policy matters and then cast them in jail. Then, he would talk to one of his marketing managers about foreign investment forecasts. And then, if he didn't like what he saw, he would cast them in jail. And finally, he'd receive a message from a foreign kingdom. And if he didn't like the message, he would cast the messengers in jail. Then, he'd go back to the distressed citizen's queue again. Maybe he could have been more efficient by simply throwing everyone in jail right away. But he wouldn't, because he genuinely took pleasure from seeing the panicked expressions on their faces. Birbal and Tansen were finally shown in. The emperor sat on a throne, and in front of him was a spot marked stand here. But there was also some construction happening just around it, so Birbal and Tansen couldn't actually stand there. Pardon the appearance and don't mind the construction equipment, 
the emperor screamed at them over the loud noise of the jackhammers. It was impossible to hear what the emperor had said. But luckily for them, the construction crew decided to take five just then. All that construction noise is driving me crazy, the emperor of Russia told them. But what can I do? I need that trapdoor constructed. It'll save me a lot of time and money. Labor shortages all around. I'm always running out of people. It's impossible to get anything done. But let's talk about you, gentlemen. I see you come from the land of plenty. Plenty of people, that is. What does Akbar have to say? It's been a long while since I played golf with him and beat him by a huge margin. Tansen began speaking to say that actually Akbar had beaten him, not the other way around. But Birbal quickly poked him in the ribs and interrupted and handed over the letter. The emperor of Russia didn't touch the letter himself. He had a servant open it for him. It pays to be paranoid, he explained. Then, when his servant cleared the letter, by not dying of anthrax poisoning and not having the letter explode in his face, the emperor picked it up finally and read it. He was a little disappointed. I was going to throw you in jail, but it says here that Akbar has asked for you too to be executed. Oh well, so be it. Maybe it'll break the monotony. The emperor signaled his guards and they quickly surrounded Birbal and Tansen with spears drawn. Birbal and Tansen were surprised. Tansen especially was practically weeping. Cut it out, the emperor admonished. Your weeping is causing all the lamps to light up and it's daytime. I apologize, Tansen replied. But I'm a composer, your majesty. I can't be decomposing just yet. I'm too young for that. The emperor laughed with derision. Man up, maestro. You're lucky. You're getting a quick and painless death. I'm not sending you to the gulag. I should really be charging you and your emperor for this premium service. Labor shortages are affecting the executioner's staffing plans too. We are in trouble, Tansen exclaimed to Birbal when they were being led away to the hangman. Birbal stayed silent up to this point because he was deep in thought and even Tansen's dad joke didn't really help. But now he hit on a solution. Quickly, he whispered his plan to Tansen and Tansen nodded to confirm that he'd play along, though he did not seem confident. When the two of them reached the gallows, the hangman 
looked them both over, wondering if they were a size six or a size eight. The hangman liked to do a precise job, and selecting the correct size cap and rope was an important part of it. Along with handing his victims a business card, and urging them to refer his services to others, that last part never seemed to work. But he already had hundreds of business cards printed now, so he carried on. He was going to ask them their names, so that he could go alphabetically. But at that moment, Birbal and Tansen. Rushed up the steps. Hang me first, Birbal shouted. No, don't listen to him. Hang me first. Hang me first, Tansen said. These me firsts escalated into an argument. All this had the hangman watching in surprise. He had seen many strange things, but never. Any enthusiasm? What is the newer generation coming to these days? He wondered. What happened to good old crying and wailing? He was unable to resolve who should go first, and their enthusiasm was certainly unusual. So he reported this back to the emperor, and the emperor became curious. So he summoned the two ministers back. Thankfully, it was late evening now, and the construction crew had called it a day. The emperor demanded to know why they were fighting. Birbal politely refused and said he would not reveal anything. And why was the emperor interrupting all this anyway? It was time to carry on with the hanging. People had places to be. There was a crowd waiting to see their hanging, and the hangman probably wanted to hang up his hat for the day and go home. The emperor was probably late to dinner or something. The emperor demanded again, but Birbal and Tansen refused. He couldn't order them to tell him on penalty of death. But he ordered them on penalty of letting them go free. Birbal sighed theatrically, and finally admitted what was up. It was all Akbar's plan. His foremost astrologers had foretold that the Emperor of Russia would lose his throne for executing two innocent men. That would give Akbar the opportunity to take over administrative duties of Russia, and what's more, of the two innocent people executed, the first would be reborn and become the next emperor of Russia, and the second would be reborn and become the next prime minister. While we might not expect a twenty-first-century emperor of Russia to believe that, the sixteenth-century Russian emperor did believe this. Superstition and belief 
in astrological predictions was widespread back then. The Russian emperor thought for a long moment. And then he said, I'm not going to become a sinner by spilling innocent blood here. Go back to where you came from. But you can never come back. I'm going to put your names in all the no-fly lists. You two will never enter Russia again. Birbal and Tansen showed an appropriate amount of disappointment. So the emperor wouldn't think that he had been tricked. The journey back was much quicker. For one thing, they rode pretty hard until they had crossed the border back into India. After that, Birbal and Tansen were mostly in harmony. Akbar was happy to see them back. Thinking back on it, he decided that maybe he had been a little rash in sending them to their deaths. He was forced to wait because there wasn't an undo button on those types of things. That's it for this time. In the next episode, we'll talk about Barbaric and Krishna. Strictly speaking, this story is further in the Mahabharat. But I've had a request for it. And I'll aim to cover it without giving away too much of the main storyline. Thank you all for the comments on social media and Spotify's Q&A. If you have any comments or suggestions, or if there are particular stories that you'd like to hear, please do let me know by leaving a comment or a review on the site sfipodcast.com or tweet at sfipodcast or reply to the questions on Spotify's Q&A. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook. Be sure to subscribe to the show to get notified automatically of new episodes. A big thank you to each and every one of you for your continued support and your feedback. The music is from purpleplanet.com. That's purple-planet.com. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next time.